0: Hey, strangers. Welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. I am Kurt, and with me is my co-host, the Batavian bombshell herself.
1: <laughs> when do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. I have a gift. You have a gift. I have a gift. That's great. My name's Krista. <laughs> that was quite the introduction.
0: Thanks. Our 12th episode, and we are winding down our first season of The Strange Sessions, actually. Yeah. It's so been good so far. Yeah, it has been excited. good. Uh, a couple bumps in the road. Yeah. Our, One major bump yeah, called the Maura Murray episode. <laughs> uh, More Murray episode that we are still getting called out on for misinformation and whatnot.
1: Yeah. But to me, that says people are listening to our podcast. So for those of you who maybe called us out on those things, we appreciate that you're listening. Please keep listening. We are putting out quality content. Yeah. We don't that suck really bad just, all the time. No. That was just. We we dove into something that isn't our forte. Let's just say the paranormal is our forte. So. Like I
0: said, I wish we were doing that now because I have listened to every episode of Missing Maura Murray. I've been watching the documentary and I feel like I know so much More about, about it, it. now, yeah. you know, compared to then.
1: Well, now that we're on that topic, should we talk about the last episode of? Yes. So this is the Oxygen special called The Disappearance of Maura Murray, yeah. correct? So what did what did they... I st- don't know.
0: The last one, it was awkward as hell watching her... Interview Fred. Interview and Fred asked and ask him he if he molested her. her. That was I like, still that was is, uncomfortable. Fred's kind of weird. I don't think so. I think Fred is a typical...
1: I'm not saying he's a bad person or no, had anything to do with I think, it. I just I think, think he's weird.
0: <laughs> I think people...
1: And that other sister is really weird, too. <laughs> I
0: think people in that area of the country are just very straightforward. Yeah. They don't put up front appearances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I think they're very straightforward people. And I think that's off putting to.
1: Yeah. And we have to remember that he's been dragged through the mud. Yeah.
0: Quite a bit. Yeah. So I'm sure. I don't think he's weird at all. He's like a guy I'd like to sit and have a beer with. I yeah. think he's a, I think he's a good guy, but it was just awkward asking him watching her ask those questions yeah. yeah i mean she had to and i give sure. her i give her props for doing that because i don't know if i do could it, right. yeah
1: she did have that guy sitting next to her who's the former you know yeah. fbi it was the fbi or cia i
0: i, I just FBI. saw him
1: on another show about he's, he's, escaping out yeah Patres. he's been on other shows yeah that's was, that was kind of funny
0: a lot of people aren't really happy with the oxygen show really? and i don't know why so
1: what kind of feedback are you seeing
0: just that people say that it's too scattered and they're oh. not covering the possibility of a police cover-up.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe they just haven't gotten there yet. That's, only that's that's been two episodes.
0: <laughs> that's what I think.
1: We're only two episodes in, people.
0: There was a big uh, hullabaloo, was it yesterday morning or the morning before, where they discovered remains near 112? I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was on Facebook. John Smith posted it on Facebook. So that was like blowing up like crazy. And it ended up being male remains from oh. an old cemetery. Wow. Oh. But weird. yeah, it was it was I mean, he posted it and within like half an hour there were like two hundred comments on it that everybody was Wow. So All that over shows it. that there's a lot of interest in this, which yeah. is interesting.
1: I think that's our most popular episode. Yeah, it's over a thousand it's like...
0: uh it's over a thousand views on YouTube. Yeah, Lord. So Sorry. I guess I didn't take into account that it's such a it's a topic that people are so passionate yeah, about, right? But I kind of didn't think that it would, sh- like, if people Googled Maura Murray or or for Maura Murray on YouTube, that ours would pop up. No, I didn't think so because either. we're such a rinky-dink little podcast. <laughs> right. So I assume
1: we have like five people listening, and we know them all personally. Yeah. But no, I, that's
0: not getting to be the case. We're getting I know. a lot of new people listening.
1: That's pretty awesome. And
0: I want to give this week's shout out to Amy Reshman, who gave us five out of five stars review.
1: On Facebook, on Facebook. So thank you very much,
0: Amy. That's awesome. And she just applied now for the Strangers, our closed discussion group.
1: Welcome to the Strangers. Welcome. You don't know her, right? No, I don't know her. No, this is like an actual stranger. Yeah, we're getting we're getting like people
0: in the group that we don't know. So that's exciting. That's exciting. A little scary.
1: Yeah. A little scary. We should probably stop saying where we record this. (laughs) (laughs) We should. (laughs) Um. But speaking of, I wanted to mention that here in Wisconsin, if you don't know, we record from Wisconsin, sort of um, east central Wisconsin, somewhere right between kind of Milwaukee and Green Bay, if you know where those are. And it is like peak fall colors right now where the we trees are. are so pretty right it's now. It's amazing. If you haven't been to Wisconsin in the fall, I highly recommend you make the trip. Visit it's Door just, County. Door yeah, County is amazing. It's stunning. My husband and I were just there for our 10-year wedding anniversary, and unfortunately, we were there... A little too early uh, for peak colors, but it is—it's absolutely breathtaking up there right now. I'm sure it's the colors are just amazing. So yeah, we're just in the thick of like approaching Halloween. All the channels are ghost starting shows, to air. There's so yeah, many ghost shows, ghost shows, and just like even the food channels airing all like Halloween stuff and all the movies are going to start playing. I get burnt out on playing. the ghost shows really quickly. Yeah, though. the ghost hunting shows, but yeah. or even like paranormal witness or yeah. any of those. Yep. Um, but now the movies are going to start playing yes. like the classic. I see that my husband dvr it's a uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Nice. So I was kind of excited. I looked about at that. the
0: DVD yesterday. I was actually thinking about buying the DVD. Oh, you should. I know. I it's probably a good will one. go back and buy it.
1: I watch it every year. I'm 41 years old, <laughs> I watch it every year.
0: We I mean, I remember listen. watching it as a kid, yeah, as that's like what a young it's about. kid.
1: Yeah, it brings back those awesome Halloween childhood memories, and I have so many good memories and of And one
0: of the things I still listen to the most in my car when I drive around is uh, music from Peanuts. I, oh, I have yeah. a bunch of CDs of the music from Peanuts, that and piano. I love the jazzy.
1: Yep. I love the Christmas music, too. Yep. From Yeah. Yep. Good stuff.
0: Any other housekeeping?
1: Um, I don't think
0: oh, so. Oh, I want to... Give a recommendation for something to watch. I know I brought this up with you. The show on Netflix, American Vandal. I know I is haven't gotten amazing. around to it yet. Uh, my brother watched it and fell in love with it, and he kept wanting me to see it. And you know, Corey and I have similar tastes and things, so I knew that if he liked it, that I would. Yeah. So I sat and watched it, and it was really, really good. So you binged it? I binged it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I binged like the last half of it. Okay. It's he didn't Corey didn't want to give me any spoilers Mm -hmm. you know he told me just watch it but basically the gist of it is that it's like a parody of the making a murderer uh even the maura murray documentary it's Mm -hmm. like a parody of those true crime documentaries it's about this like your typical dorky stoner high school kid and Mm -hmm. you know like him and his friends have this youtube channel where they do these dumb jackass type things and one day Somebody vandalizes the teacher's cars and spray paints penises on them. (laughs) And uh, he ends up getting expelled (laughs) for it. Okay. And one of his classmates starts filming this documentary because the classmate believes that he didn't do it. And Dylan, uh, the main character, says that he didn't do it. So it's... It's almost exactly like Making a murder,
1: Except the subject matter is someone yeah. who's spray-painting penises yes. everywhere. You sent me the um, one of the trailers, and it, it looked really funny. I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. But,
0: but it's really good. I mean, it's... Uh,
1: it's really well done.
0: Yeah. Like, you watch the first episode, and you laugh, and you're like, okay, how are they going to drag this out for eight episodes? But yeah. once it gets to, like, the second or third episode, you're kind of hooked, and you're really invested in these characters <laughs> really? on the show. And, you, you, you know, you know... You know Dylan, you know his girlfriend, and you know the teachers and all this stuff, and you get really invested in this, and you want to know who did it. Oh, that's funny. And uh, I won't give any spoilers, but after you watch the final episode, you're kind of forced to think about these documentaries and how they affect people, about how they affect the main person in it, how it affects the side characters in it, and even how it affects the person that films it, but it's really well done. I mean, it's like... It's a lot like South Park, I think, where like on the surface it's like one big dick joke. Sure, sure.
2: sure but sure.
0: underneath there's a lot of really <laughs> intelligence stuff going Dick on joke. and it, yeah. as the show goes on you know it's always funny but in the later episodes there's a lot more dramatic okay you know because you genuinely care about these people interesting so it is really good and after you the more i think about it now after i watched it the more i'm like wow that was really good
1: that's kind of a cool contrast i'm, I'm interested
0: it is and i mean there's still people online i've on reddit and stuff that are, are still theorizing about stuff like what really? did this person mean when they said that <laughs> wow you know what did this guy say that we couldn't see you know that kind of stuff so it's really good it's it's eight episodes each episode is half an hour long so it's basically like four hours yeah so if you ever have four hours to kill yeah there you go definitely worth a viewing
1: cool i actually i'll do a show recommendation too um i'm a huge fan of josh gates I'm sure you know who Josh Gates is. Anybody who's kind of in the paranormal community, I think knows who Josh Gates is. He used to do a show called Destination Truth, which by the way, is now airing again on the Travel Channel. And Old so they're yeah, like episodes? with Jayal and Ryder and like the whole gang is Ooh, there. I like Jayal. I knew you'd like that. Um, <laughs> And he has a new show also called, which is kind of funny, that was called Destination Truth. This one's called Expedition Unknown, which is kind of the same show minus that whole crew that he would take with him. Um, Destination Truth was more about, they would do a lot of paranormal investigations all over the world and they'd look for like the Loch Ness Monster and all these different legends or whatever. Um, Expedition Unknown is more about finding legends like... (sighs) um excalibur or so-and-so's hidden gold it's kind of like that josh gates is an i think he's an anthropologist he has a degree in anthropology i didn't know that so he's very knowledgeable but he's also hilarious so he he's just a really good host and he's very knowledgeable and now he has like a short series that's related it's all about extraterrestrials finding extraterrestrials it's just airing i think through october so it's I'm a couple episodes in and it's really good. Oh, so if you're cool. yeah if you're into that at all and or if you're into Josh Gates and you didn't know he had a new show out check it out. Uh, I think it's on Travel Channel as well. The
0: what's it called? Uh, Destination. What's the name of his new the show? F-
1: the new one is called Expedition Unknown. Yes,
0: uh, Corey, my brother, told me about that too. So I actually watched a few episodes of that. It's really it's good. good too. Yeah, yeah, it's really
1: good. And then Jayal actually went on to do another show that I really liked. That was called. Um, was it Factor Faked?
0: Yeah, Factor Fake. But then wasn't there like Paranormal Highway or something? Oh maybe. Factor Faked was wasn't on after I think like the second yeah, season. Yeah, and
1: I really liked that show. The their lead investigator, I think it was it called like Paranormal Factor Faked or something yeah. like that. Their lead investigator is a former FBI agent. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but they would look at um, videos that were submitted on youtube or whatever that showed people capturing like weird phenomena and then they would pick one that was the most likely to either be real or that they could test and try to debunk and then they would go to this location uh investigate it and try to recreate it to see how easy it would be to hoax it yeah so then they would deem them at the end fact you know was this fact or was it faked and it was just
0: really cool i liked it yeah they they debunked quite a few of mm-hmm. them which was really interesting
1: they did the Paulding Light. Yeah. And I do not believe they were able to debunk that one.
0: I'd still like to see those.
1: Me too. I mean, it's near enough that we could do like a road trip. Yeah. Um, if anybody doesn't know what the Paulding Light is, it's in what?
0: I can't remember the name of it. The... It's in Michigan. Yeah. It's in kind like...
1: of not too far from, I think, the Wisconsin border, maybe yeah, like an like... hour in or something. But there's this light that shows up like clockwork, I believe, Um and you can go look at it. It just shows up nobody can figure out where it's coming from, what's causing it. A lot of people have tried to figure out people some people claim they figured it out, but I don't think anybody's really presented any um, actual proof of what it is. Yeah. So.
0: so when you go to where the location where the light is, there's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah, you so, go down
1: to where you think this light is coming from, and there's nothing there. But from this parking lot, you can just pull into this parking lot and view it. Maybe, I think every single night.
0: Maybe we'll do an episode about that road trip there, and do a episode about it. That'd be awesome. In a future season,
1: we should do that. Anybody want to fund a trip to <laughs> Michigan? <laughs> we need just to st- the gas money and snacks. A, That's uh, all we need. Gas go money. Fund me or something. Yeah, for right. A we could be on Patreon. That would help. Um, all right. I, I don't know. That's all the housekeeping I had. Did you want to? Uh,
0: just another request for stories, personal yeah. paranormal stories. Uh, we're creeping up on our 15th episode, our final episode for the season, and that's where we're going to discuss listeners' submissions. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple so far. We got a couple so far, so if you have anything, please get them to us. And then after that episode, we are going to take a hiatus for the holidays, and we will reconvene sometime in Probably the new in year. Yeah. And, you know, we're already kind of picking topics for the next season. You know, I'd really like to open with a missing 411. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, recap.
1: And go over some new cases that we yeah. didn't talk about in the first one. Yeah.
0: So we, we have that plan and we have other ideas. So. Just if you can get to us with any stories, that would be excellent,
1: yeah if you have any suggestions for topics or guests that you'd like us to interview possibly. yeah, we have
0: skype we I mean, we got the we got wi fi here now, <laughs> yeah. so one of my goals over the break is to figure out how to use Skype that we can actually next season have more people skype in and interview mm-hmm. yeah uh Tobias Wayland still wants to appear on here to discuss the, Moth the Mothman Man. stuff, yeah,
1: the sightings in Chicago, so that'd be cool,
0: yeah. I mean that's still going on. So yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Somebody, I think um, who Sophie just posted. Sophie just posted another link in the strangers. Wow. So there's continued to be sightings, but yeah, that'd be really cool to um, get sort of a someone who's down there experiencing it and interviewing these people, get their perspective on what's happening.
0: Yes, we got one audio submission already for our stories from Sarah. So thank you, Sarah, our Canadian stranger. So please get to us with any submissions you guys have, any stories. It doesn't even have to be a story. If you want us to read something on air uh, for the 15th episode, definitely send it to us. As long as it's not some weird manifesto or anything (laughs) like that.
1: Right. Or a recipe. Or a recipe. Because we've sort of already done that without intending to. We're probably going
0: to end up doing another show about Maura Murray at some point to try to redeem ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel bad about that episode. But, you know, I mean, we screwed up. But on the other hand, we're not missing Maura Murray. We're not...
1: Well, and here's the thing. It's not like we got every single thing wrong. I think there were just a few points that we either left out. Someone complained that we couldn't remember key people's names, but I don't know if they were talking about the hosts of Missing Maura Murray, and I'm not sure I'd consider them key people. They're not involved in this case in any way. But um, if there are things that you think we need to revisit and correct... Let us know what those are because I feel like you guys are more of an yeah. expert than we are. One of
0: the things I also want to do is go to that uh, the Facebook group podcast we listen to, and then submit ours and say, "Could you give us feedback?" Because and I have, we actually. want. Oh, have you?
1: <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, a couple times I've seen an opportunity yeah. to like list our podcast, but yeah, we can and put something on there
0: saying, "Listen to it and let us know what you think." <laughs> that if there's any like other segments they would like us to do or something for the next season. Mm-hmm. You know, this was kind of our learning season, and we learned a lot.
1: Yeah, we did, definitely. So,
0: again, sorry about the more Murray fiasco. I should probably
1: mention really quickly, too, that Paranormal Palaver, which is part of the old-school media family here, um, is kind of changing their format for Season 2. So... We'll be discussing that on our next episode, which we're also recording today. And Kurt will be our guest. And I'm so
0: happy you guys are back. <laughs> it was like when I listened to the first episode, it was like, oh, I missed this. Yeah. I, missed, I missed hearing the three of you. Oh, were... that's good. And we had And we you had, had a really, really good, good episode. first episode. I yeah. thought that was really good. I thought the whole interview was fascinating.
1: Yeah. So if you guys um, aren't familiar with Paranormal Palaver, check it out. Our season opener, we interviewed... Rick and Beth Olson, they authored a book called We Never Left You, and it's a story about how they lost their children in a tragic car accident and um, found a path to um, spiritualism and just basically found their true calling after this tragedy. So it it was a really great episode, a really good interview. So yeah, tune into the season opener of Paranormal Palaver, and please stay tuned for episode two because Kurt's going to join us to talk about Friday the 13th, and we're recording on Friday the 13th. So yes, we really are. Cool. It's
0: it's actually weird being here recording in the morning. This is like kind it of is. throwing me off because we usually <laughs> do it late afternoon, early evening.
1: I know. I feel like we have no time constraints. We yeah. can just talk all day. I'm sure so they'd love that. Speaking of episode topics, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Today's episode is about empaths. Okay. I know we've mentioned this in a couple of previous episodes, yeah. so we figured we'd better dive into it and discuss what it is.
1: Yeah, it's something that we're both kind of curious about yeah because we both feel that we may
0: that we may (laughs) be empaths yeah you know i i I brought it up in an earlier episode i think it was barry that you know shortly after we met she told me that i was the empathiest empath she's ever (laughs) met and reading like the traits and stuff reading the traits and stuff it does like a lot of it yeah it really does Mm -hmm. and i know that like Brittany's on uh she was interested in hearing more about it uh my friend Stephanie Thompson. I think she
1: and her brother could both be. Yeah. They're both like yep. really sensitive and...
0: My friend Stephanie Thompson I've known for quite a while and I really, really think she could be too. Mm-hmm. So they were really interested in hearing more about it.
1: Okay. So what? where do you want to start? Are we going to start with like a definition? Well, we can
0: start with the definition first of empathy. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming most people know what empathy sure. is. Some people
1: don't have it, but... Yeah, no, we'll get into those people too. Okay. Uh,
0: Empathy is defined as the ability to identify with or understand the perspective, experiences, or motivations of another individual and to comprehend and share another individual's emotional state. You know, okay. like if I came here and you were crying, upset about something, I would be upset because you were upset. Absolutely. You know, yeah. because you're my friend and because I care about mm-hmm. you, it would bother me that you're upset. And that's, yeah. that's basically empathy.
1: That's normal empathy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be friends. Like if I was going down the street and I saw somebody hurt, I would feel bad because right. that person was hurt.
1: Yeah. To take that a step further, though, I am the type of person that. I could see somebody from across the room that I know nothing about, and if they're crying, I feel an yes. overwhelming urge to, st- yes. and I have to fight back tears. And that is that is
0: one of the empath, yeah, empath traits. It's
1: weird, it's annoying actually it is. because you find yourself <laughs> feeling really emotional about nothing, something you know nothing about. because like you not people that I have
0: I've brought this up to that know nothing about it say like that's kind of like you know a superpower that's really cool and it's really not. not. Really, no, <laughs> it, it's it, not it, actually. It kind of messes up your life.
1: Yeah, because we'll get into that, but yep. it can cause a lot of side effects. Let's put it that way. So
0: that's empathy. Empathy is just the ability to feel sorry for or to to understand what somebody is going through.
1: Right. If you can empathize with someone, you can sort of put yourself in their shoes and yes. understand the pain they're going through.
0: It it actually is like a recent term. Uh, it In 1908, two psychologists from Cornell and the University of Cambridge suggested the word, taking it from the German word, Uh, I'm gonna know I'm gonna massacre this infelung
1: that sounded pretty good
0: because we didn't have a word in English that that went along with that which is empathy so they chose empathy using the uh, Greek word m which stands for in and pathos which stands for feeling so it's basically in feeling okay so that's where they kind of got empathy from now an empath is someone with the ability to feel the emotions and energy of others possibly being affected by these influences to the point where it may become physically or mentally debilitating Mm -hmm. which is kind of what you were just describing the empath goes through life unconsciously and strongly influenced by others feelings thoughts and moods it's also known as being a highly sensitive person or clairsentience but a a lot of the stuff i looked at there were people that said that highly sensitive persons and empaths are two different things hmm. and some other people lump them together
1: a highly sensitive person meaning someone who what do you mean by that i guess
0: that they they take everything
1: way too way hard. too hard sure okay. yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: you know like crying at tv commercials and stuff like that i do that which i, I <laughs> do too but that's that's something that's a. Uh, I do it uh, there, was one Christ- <laughs> there was one Christmas one that just used to kill me every year I saw it. But uh, that's that's like a highly sensitive person would be somebody like that that doesn't have the empath. Like they don't take on the physical characteristics.
1: Well, I think a highly sensitive person, too, is probably somebody who get the- gets their feelings hurt really yeah. easily or is offended easily. Yes. That sort of thing.
0: You know, and the, this ability to... to, to To pull on the emotions of somebody you're with is basically a psychic skill, Mm -hmm. which I hate saying. So I do, I I hate going down that road. I do too. But, and that's the thing is that with this, it's like looking up psychic abilities online where people disagree about stuff. There's Mm -hmm. like nothing concrete that you can go on. Mm -hmm. But that is what an empath is an empath is somebody that actually physically takes on the emotions, or they can walk into a room and instantly judge if. Who's in a good mood, who's in a bad mood, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what an empath is. Okay. Uh, There are several traits. I'm going to go through the 15 traits. Okay. That's
1: a lot, actually. Yeah,
0: that empaths, and there's more. There's there's more. These are the ones that show up in a lot of the different. Okay, so
1: these are kind of commonly accepted traits of an empath. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, Trait number one, you feel other people's emotions almost in a physical sense and often take them on as your own. This can be someone in the same room or someone thousands of miles away depending on your bond with the person. Mm. I mean, that's basically the definition of an empath. Yeah. You know, I could be having a good day and happy and I could run into somebody who's not happy and not even know it. And after minutes of interacting with them, I could just feel lousy.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: That's what that, and the best description I saw researching this was that empaths are basically like human tuning forks. Mm. like once we run into somebody that's angry or something and they're vibrating a certain way, we start to vibrate the same way like a tuning fork would, so then we start to feel that same emotion.
1: That's interesting that you say that because I do have a physical reaction to people and people who are giving off strong emotion, I can start to shake yeah. or feel really yeah. jittery or yeah. I get that fight or flight, and it's so strange because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't
0: know if I really have that. I don't know if that really happens to me. That's why going through these I question whether or not mm-hmm. I consider myself an empath. Yeah. I mean there's different levels too. I mean there's all different there's well, there's I'm no sure one there's concrete
1: different kinds too. Yeah. I think yes. em- there are empaths who can influence other people's emotions yes and there are em- empaths who absorb yeah. other people's emotions and I, I feel like that's how i i don't think i'm influencing how anybody feels although i do have a theory on that and we'll probably get into that yeah. too
0: but that, that's the first trait that's basically the definition of empaths is you soak up whatever moods or emotions somebody Mm -hmm. has that you're talking to
1: you can't just brush it off it's just it's like suddenly becomes part of your day too
0: trait number two is definitely me uh trait number two empaths are often overwhelmed in crowds and thus avoid them this is often frustrating since a good deal of empaths are extroverts by nature which i totally understand i totally get that having that ability would make you you'd want to be with other people but crowds no uh, they find that parties, bars, clubs, stadiums make them feel exhausted and scattered, and they end up becoming introverts because of it.
1: I have had many an anxiety attack in crowds.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean, even a small bar, I can't yeah. do that. But then
1: it depends on what the vibe uh, is, though.
0: One of my friends asked me why I'm so good at concerts, and I I thought about it, and I told them. My theory is that when you're at a concert that energy is directed towards the stage. It's all directed mm. towards the band that's performing. So it's not like zinging around the room. Well, here that, okay. because I I like concerts. I have a good time at concerts, but you know, if I if I had to go to a party that had half the amount of people at a, a concert would, I would probably make up an excuse not to go.
1: <laughs> so my experience with concerts is is different. And for me, my anxiety always seemed to happen leading up to the band coming yes. out for me it's it's this huge amount of excitement that's building up and anticipation that's building up and i feel like i can feel that coming off yeah of everybody. and that's why i feel and as soon as the band comes out it's like okay yeah everybody's because I, that's why i feel good.
0: because the the energy everybody's energy is focused at the band
1: mm-hmm. it's before the concert that i have a problem with yep
0: i agree i totally agree with that it's hard that part is hard
1: yeah Yes, it doesn't have to be a big crowd or a small crowd. For me, it often it depends on what the vibe is. You can go into a, a crowded bar, but if everybody's sort of quiet and subdued and not, that's okay. But if you go into a bar where people are really amped up, that to me is that's too much. It's overwhelming. I yeah. get nervous. Yes. My heart races. Yeah, And I like, don't even know what I'm afraid of. I don't even know if I'm afraid of anything. I can't really explain it. Often it comes out of nowhere. I You start to feel like... Like you've had an anxiety attack, oh, yeah. right? I've
0: had I, I don't think I've ever had an anxiety Ugh. attack, but I have been very close to having you an anxiety attack. You feel like you're going to have a heart attack, yeah, you, and you do, might need because to go your to the heart ER. just, Yeah.
1: Your things start to tingle, the things start to kind of um, even your hearing gets weird and your vision gets weird and it's like if you've ever been about to pass out you kind of go cold, you feel yes. yourself go pale, yes. and then maybe you start sweating a little. That's what, what anxiety What's weird like.
0: about that, everything you just described, the next sentence, I don't remember if I read this, was that even a simple trip to the grocery store can leave empaths feeling overwhelmed. And I don't know what it is, but what you just described happens probably 75% of the time when I'm standing in the checkout line. People are I don't, frustrated in I don't know what it line. is, but I... I start to break out in a sweat. I get mm-hmm. really dizzy. My heart starts pounding, even if I'm buying a couple things. And I, it's always been a thing with me is checkout lines of grocery stores. I start to have like these little mini panic attacks, mm-hmm. and I never knew what that was, but... Since I since looking into this, it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. What's the most frustrating part of a yeah, store? Yeah, it's there's a lot the of people, people standing pissed in line off because and... the lines are slow <laughs> right. or
0: because they're paying too much. Right. Or their credit card's I, I, not working no, or I have a whatever. Very hard time with grocery store lines.
1: Yeah, we we always go to the self checkout because there's no pressure there.
0: Yeah, I don't like those. So wait, I don't oh, really? go to those. I'm a
1: I'm a pro. I could like <laughs> moonlight as a checkout person. <laughs> but
0: yeah. Uh, uh, empaths prefer to be alone, and they like mm-hmm. to spend their time daydreaming. They're One of the interesting things I read, I didn't actually write this down, is that uh, they theorize that empaths, uh, there's a chemical dopamine mm-hmm. that, you know, it's one of your chemicals you make that kind of gives you like a pleasurable feeling when yeah. you're doing something fun, that empaths are more sensitive to that. So empaths don't require the amount of dopamine that other people do in order to feel happy, and mm-hmm. content Interesting. you know we're like adrenaline junkies
1: they're always get off on the adrenaline rush. yeah
0: yeah so the rush that they get are is kind of what empaths get when they're alone they can just be perfectly happy alone mm-hmm. like I have so many friends that don't understand like me not dating somebody how I can be okay with that and I am I love being alone mm-hmm. I really do yeah you know so
1: I mean, of course, I'm in a relationship with someone for 20 years and I love being with him, but I love my alone time. Yeah. And my idea of the perfect Friday, Saturday night is at home, watching a movie, getting a pizza. Like, I don't want to be out because a lot of skeptics are going to just say, oh, you have social anxiety. It has nothing to do with, you know,
0: but of course. That actually gets up in one of the other traits, too. But uh, so that's number two. Okay. Trait number three, and this one is totally me and totally you. You and I have discussed this. Trait number three, people who meet you seem to instantly trust you and often unload their problems, <laughs> fears, and burdens onto you, we not just, even knowing you. We were just
1: talking about this at work yesterday because the same thing just happened to me yesterday. And my two coworkers who I share an office with said, you just, you are that person. Yeah. You are really approachable yeah. and people want, the people just random yep. people at work yeah. who don't know me tell me these really personal Yep they'll start crying and then of course I'm trying not to cry and I don't even know you <laughs> I I don't know what it is if I'm in a grocery store and some person needs to unload some emotional something on someone they're going to seek me out out of like the hundreds of other people that are there it's the weirdest thing
0: I know I've, I we discussed this I I don't remember which one it was but we've discussed this before that uh my best friend Miranda is totally not into any of this stuff and Somebody at work that I had never talked to before came up to me one day and started talking and was telling me these really intimate things that it's like, I don't even know you. So I told her that, and she's like, why do people always do this to you? Yeah. So that's when I sent her a list of, of empath traits. I texted her a, a big, long list thinking that she was going to write back and tell me that's dumb. Stop being mm. stupid. And she read it and she's like, wow. She said, this is totally you 100%. And yeah. she goes. I understand you better now Mm. so because people yeah there's people there's friends I have that I worked with that even Miranda I mean the the very first day we worked together within the first 10 minutes we just had this instant bond Mm -hmm. and I've had other friends I had another female friend there that was a very paranoid person didn't trust anybody and we worked together and within the first half an hour she's like wow she's like I instantly. You her whole life story. Yeah, she's like, I, I, I do not trust people this fast, mm-hmm. and I did with you. So well, and that, I
1: think that's us giving off
0: an, an aura. I think yeah. that I think that empaths. I don't know what I think about auras. Or, I mean, that's going like to probably call it a vibe. That's, yeah, that's going to probably vibe. be another episode topic: is auras. Yeah. I have a friend. I met a girl in college that could supposedly do that. And mm-hmm. when she first met me, she was like, "Wow!" She said, "I've never seen an aura like yours." Interesting. Yeah, she said it was like pastel. Like a, a light purplish pink. And she said it was giving off like little sparks.
1: I think I had someone tell me I had a purple aura too once. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: I Like I said, I don't know what I... I don't know if what I... Yeah, I, think. I don't know. That'll be another episode. But yeah, I th- I think that we have a vibe that people... I mean, it happens so much where mm-hmm. somebody I don't know just instantly is like, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love that. That's one thing that about being an empath or whatever that I love is that people... But the danger with that is, you know, like the whole empath thing is healing. And that's kind of what you're doing when somebody comes up and talks to you about their problems. They are basically taking that weight off of themselves and and dumping it on on you. you, And you carry that weight Mm -hmm. instead of them. Totally. And that's why people are drawn to empaths so that they can dump...
1: That's an interesting theory.
0: You know, a lot of the stuff that I looked at with empaths online is so new agey that it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little I know. bit. But But it's I found a couple that are like really good, you know, yeah. like... There's one person that calls this stuff Ops, which stands for other people's shit. So, <laughs> so true. They said other people drop their Ops on you. Mm-hmm. So that is another trait is people just dumping on you.
1: Well, and I'm the opposite of you. Well, maybe you're talking about making new friends that way, but I do not like it when people come up and just start talking to me because... I think I'm extroverted with people I know. I think if you've listened to either of my podcasts, you know that I'm kind of outgoing and I joke around a lot. But when I don't know people, I'm pretty introverted and I don't like strangers approaching me and talking to me. I I want them to leave me
0: alone. I'm kind of the opposite. I like that. You like that. But I also feel that weighs on me. I really do. Yeah. Like when they dump stuff on me. Well, yeah. So that's number three. I'm sure we'll come back to stuff like that. Number four is also me all the time lately number four is empaths often deal with constant fatigue Hmm. this is often coupled with taking on the illness symptoms of people you are close to every day that empaths are with other people we are constantly absorbing processing and carrying with us what those around us are experiencing and i don't know if that's why i'm tired all the time or if Mm -hmm. it's just getting old right but i am just getting old and
1: out of shape yeah we're in our 40s yeah
0: it sucks yeah. But I mean, that could be.
1: For part, me, it's hard to tell because I have a really long commute and yeah. I, I just put in a really long day and I'm older and who knows? I don't I'm know. I'm also
0: I, a chronic overthinker where my, oh mind my, God. Is, my mind is always. Are you just, a worrier? Yeah. I'm, I I'm lay in bed at night.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks, mom. Uh, I got that from my mom.
0: I don't remember if I talked about this before, and I don't even think this has anything to do with what we're talking about. But when I went to college, I had a public speaking course.
1: Oh, that's the worst thing in the world.
0: And <laughs> it was. Oh uh, my
1: gosh, I, I hate doing stuff like that.
0: And we did uh, one of the one of the uh, projects we had to do was to give a public speech, and the teacher video recorded us. Yeah. And then we had to go into his office and watch us talk. Okay. So I did that, and I went in there, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I didn't realize I talked that fast doing public speaking. Just trying to get it over with? And the teacher turned off the TV, and he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I have been doing this for 20-plus years. He says, I have never seen somebody that processes information as fast as you do. Interesting. He said he could see that I get stuff. Like, when he would make a joke, I'd get it quicker than other people. And he says, just noticing me in class, he saw that I process things faster. Huh. And he said he was actually worried I was going to burn myself out. By my constant... Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, and that might be part of my fatigue issues. Could be. But I totally understand what they're talking about with constant fatigue with with meeting people.
1: Well, and I do notice, I think this is true for anybody, but when your, your coworkers are dealing with emotional stuff... That's exhausting. I come home at the end of the day and I'm exhausted, yeah. even though it has nothing to do with me. And that's
0: what sucks about working in a factory mm. is people there are unhappy. Right. <laughs> you know, people are just miserable. And yeah. I think I I drag a lot of that around with me. I mm-hmm. think I've changed since I started there because of the people that I work with. Mm. So I don't not know. Not in a good way, you think? No, not in a good way.
1: I haven't noticed anything different, though.
0: Well, thanks. Then I, I see always. you
1: twice a month you do. <laughs> sometimes more
0: trait number five is more you than me okay trait number five watching real life scenes of violence or cruelty or tragedy can adversely affect empaths to the point where they become physically sick yep strong empaths often can't even watch the news or read a newspaper
1: yeah i think i talked about this actually in our paranormal Palabra episode yeah, especially if it has anything t- to do with animal violence or children. If I hear a story, it will stay with me for days, possibly weeks, and it will be something that I turn over and over and over in my head. Yeah. And yeah, violence. Anybody who watches The Walking Dead, do you watch The Walking Dead? Of course. Okay, so the season opener, yeah. everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes. I don't even need to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. I'd stopped watching the show after that episode yeah. because that, that was too much. That was so horrific to me that i felt sick for days afterwards and it's fake it's not even real see and that's i'm
0: really good at telling at at knowing the Shutting difference it between, off. Sh- be- yeah. knowing it's fake fake violence doesn't bother me yeah real I violence know. i i can watch the news but my thing with this is that for some reason i am drawn to and fascinated by like serial killers yeah. and i've seen crime scene photos fo- like the most gruesome crime scene photos you can imagine and that yeah, doesn't bother disturbing me yeah that's to me i uh I, a couple weeks ago, I, I there was a link to a video of somebody getting shot in the head, and I watched it, <gasps> and I wish to God now I hadn't because yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. But part of me is like drawn to that stuff, especially with the serial killers, but I think that's like a fascination because I can't, you know, we just had a break that you guys didn't notice with a fly in the room where rather than kill the fly, I got it in a cup and you set it outside it. that I I can't even hurt a spider or a fly without feeling guilty Guilty, so i'm just fascinated by people that can kill somebody Mm -hmm. without even blinking an eye that just is so unreal to me and i think that's why i'm drawn to that kind of dark stuff Mm. but the violence and and that kind of stuff doesn't i mean it makes me sad and it bothers me but not to the point where it bothers you Mm -hmm. that's one place where you and i differ with this a lot
1: i'm really careful about things that i click on on Facebook and YouTube because I'm worried I'm going to run into something that I didn't want to see because I've had that happen before. Yeah. Something graphically yeah. violent and it will stay with me for just days. Yeah. It, it's crazy how it's almost irrational. Yep. And so I'm, I'm trying to learn how to somehow block that stuff or turn it off. You know, there's gotta be a switch I can t- <laughs> turn off to make it to not be so affected by that stuff. But man, yeah, the news is tough. And I live in Milwaukee County. And Milwaukee is a very violent city. Yeah. And p- people probably don't think that if you don't live in this state, but it's incredibly violent. And
0: it's it's spreading up here by where we are. Yeah. It's it's getting bad mm-hmm. up here, too.
1: So I just try I try to catch the weather, maybe some current events. And when they start talking about local news, I, I have to turn it off because it's always. News is bad so news. manipulative, though. I mean, they, it is they, they want the bad tactics. stuff in order to yeah.
0: keep you watching with
1: like one good Good, hearted story feel good
0: piece in there trait number six empaths have a very strong innate love of nature and animals (laughs) nature recharges us and empaths often consciously or unconsciously find themselves drawn to the outdoors to find happiness and clarity and i'm very much that with my walking trail you know where i if i go for like a week without walking out there i can almost kind of feel it Mm -hmm. that i need to get out there yeah so i totally Totally agree with one hundred
1: percent. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. Of course. Yeah, people who aren't yes empaths. Yeah, but yeah.
0: Trait number seven. This kind of is can unfortunately be me. Empaths have a very weird love hate relationship with narcissists and energy vampires. Narcissists are the opposite of empaths, caring only about themselves and no one else. While empaths are repulsed by narcissists, they often find themselves drawn to them, whether it's fascination, the belief that they can fix or change them, or due to the manipulation of the narcissist. Hmm. This becomes a dangerously toxic relationship of the empath constantly giving and the narcissist constantly taking. And I kind of feel like I'm like this because I'm drawn you know, like people at work say that if somebody if a cute new girl starts, that's a hot mess. I'm going to be attracted to her. <laughs> right. Because that seems to be my that seems to be it's my MO. MO. <laughs> yeah. That I and I think some of that is thinking that I can fix the person or be what Help the person somehow, needs. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I I totally get this. I've known narcissists. And yeah. it, it's fascinating to me because I get, that's like the serial killer thing where it's like yeah. how can this person do this and not
1: yeah not have some kind of guilt but narcissists
0: are also very skillful at being manipulative so Mm -hmm. it's very easy for them to reel empaths in with that Mm -hmm. and then like like they said it becomes this really horrible toxic relationship where you're getting drained by the narcissist that loves the energy and stuff that you're feeding to them
1: yeah i think i'm the opposite i feel like i can recognize someone like that pretty quickly and i am like stay away i don't want to have anything to do with those people
0: yeah most of the stuff i read said that actually that most empaths are like you Mm -hmm. but a lot of empaths are still drawn to these people and end up in horrible relationships because of it
1: yeah i can totally see that
0: trait number eight uh, this is us empaths often have a very hard time saying no to people over exerting <laughs> themselves to help people whether it's through their time energy or money other people's happiness always comes before their own and anybody who knows me will tell yeah. you that that's that's very much me
1: you're very easy to take advantage of i think yeah i don't think i i think i used to be that person but i have i'm very proud of the fact now that i can say no to anybody for anything because i've learned if i don't I'm gonna be exhausted yeah. and probably sick and miserable because I feel like as i got I get older, I'm so greedy with my time and my energy that I have a really hard time giving in to things that I know aren't
0: worth my time. I and wish people I could. that I w- aren't <laughs> worth my time. I wish I could be like that, but i'm I' yeah. I'm, yeah. I For, you know, so many of my close friends said the same thing you did, that I'm very easy to take advantage of, but I don't...
1: Because you have a good heart. I don't
0: feel like I've been... I think when that's happening, I feel like I know I'm being taken advantage of, and sometimes I let them. Sometimes yeah. I go along with it because I like helping somebody, even right. if I know I'm being manipulated. Right. You know, but yeah, that's... that's I need to be more like you in that aspect.
1: I feel like my life has improved because of that. And I feel like I've... um I'm one of those people who I don't want fake friends or friends who drag me down or cause drama. I've cut those people out of my life because I just... I I think because I, I, I am super sensitive and I take stuff home with me and I really if i have someone in my life who's causing me drama it affects me like yeah like big time me and too. so i just i cut those people out because i'm not going to be miserable because of something someone else is doing that really has nothing to even do with me my
0: friend dan at work one day we were walking out to our cars after work and he told me he said boy for somebody who hates drama you find yourself always <laughs> like smack dab in the middle of it at really, work and it's sucks. true it yeah. does it does suck but it happens probably because i'm drawn to you know the hot mess people yeah Trait number nine: Because they are picking up on the other person's emotions, empaths very often instinctively know when someone is lying. Mm-hmm. Empaths are highly intuitive, and if they say something is off, you should believe them.
1: You know what's funny about that? I'm a really, really terrible liar.
0: I am too. I can't. oh my god, I
1: can't! I can't lie about anything for anything. I'm horrible at yeah. it. To the point where it's comical. Yeah. Like, if I even tried to lie, I'd probably start laughing in the middle. Yeah. Like, I'm just terrible at it because I maybe my conscience is that strong. I don't know. But I, think,
0: I think a lot of it with me is conscience. That I Because deceit. I just can't lie. Right. And anybody that knows me knows when I am lying because I suck at it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's totally me, too.
1: Yeah, I, just, I do think, though, that I can sniff. I'm just a good judge of character, yeah. I think, in general. And I, I don't know. I feel like you can tell when someone's being genuine.
0: Trait number 10, intimacy issues.
1: Mm. Oh, this is Kurt.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we'll get into that. Empaths need a great deal of time alone, and their partners often don't understand that and see it as aloofness. Mm. And we we were talking about that earlier, Mm -hmm. where that's a big problem that some empath people run into with their partners is that the partner doesn't get that the person needs time alone, and it's not because they don't like the other person. It's that that's just the way it is. They need
1: that time to recharge or reset or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the second part of that is going to be me. Uh, some empaths also shun sex because the emotions being emitted are too overwhelming. Hmm. It's it's not a big deal to talk about it because my friends know it, and hey, if you listen to the podcast, you're kind of my friend, <laughs> but sex always has freaked me out. Hmm. It freaks me out like a physical fear. Interesting. Yeah. Like, it, like I mean, I've had it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had it. It's nice. <laughs> Kurt's not a but, virgin. But sex freaks me out. Huh. Sex with another person freaks me out. If, yeah. You know, the other stuff doesn't. Yeah. You know, if you can pick up what I'm putting down sure, there. Sure, 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 uh,
1: What I've noticed about you, we're going to get like... Um, oh, I'm, boy. Is this you is, need to lie down on that couch over there? I was just going to say, is this like a no,
0: therapy session?
1: You You have a tendency to... Get a crush on someone.
0: I get crushes on everybody.
1: And draw them in. And the second they show interest in you, you don't like them anymore. And you exactly. don't want to hang out with you're them. Gonna, you're going to have. You're going to have. <laughs> you're flushing right yeah, now. That's you're going to totally have so you.
0: many people that agree with that. So many and, people are like, yup, yep, yup. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows that's true that I get. I have crushes on everybody. As, I can meet somebody and have a crush. I find something to have a crush on with almost everybody. That's
1: interesting, though, because you just can find the good in everybody. Yeah you know. Well, thank you. Let's that look was, at that it was that was that was harmless therapy. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, you're
0: totally true. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So many of my friends say that that's what I do is that I I attract someone and once they show that Util they like me interest. back, yep. I you totally shut down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh this is actually kind of a big thing that I read about and I th- this is one of the first things that made me realize I might be an empath is that sex freaks me out. Hmm. and and it's not just that I know (laughs) (laughs) it's not that I don't it's it's not that I don't like it Mm -hmm. because like I said you know like it's like
1: a really vulnerable thing to do though and it is I mean you're letting everything
0: down you're letting your defenses down plus you're giving off so much energy and the person with you is giving off so much energy that it it becomes physically overwhelming Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of empaths shun sex Mm -hmm. and are that are basically asexual yeah it's a it's a weird thing, but it makes like total sense to me mm-hmm. because when for you... me it's 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 seriously like a physical fear like if somebody that was afraid of heights was up on the roof of a building peering over the ledge with the that's me the heart beating yep. you know oh so, really? yeah it's it's, like anxiety, it's, okay. yeah, it is, so yeah, there's that, okay, now that everybody knows that
1: <laughs> cats out of the bag
0: that's okay um <laughs> here is actually a article from the Empathic Perspectives blog called A Look at Empath Sexual Dysfunction. Empaths tend to be highly emotional in their own right and highly sensitive to the emotional undercurrents of those around them, particularly their romantic partners, in both an everyday sense and a more intimate sense. Taking on the physical sensations and emotional currents of their own sexual gratification and that of their partner can be an experience which can completely overwhelm an empath and leave them in a basically shattered state. Hmm. This is a state that many empaths avoid at all costs. So that that's... Yeah. I totally believe that. I totally believe that. I can totally get But that. also, on the other hand, looking up the, the intimacy issues with empaths, there's also the complete opposite where a lot of people go out and have sex with tons of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of empaths find comfort in having sex with a lot of people.
1: Hmm. I'm not that either. No. (laughs) (laughs) I I can get that, though. I think that there's just different triggers for people. I I don't know know, if those... I don't know if trigger is the right word, but...
0: Maybe those people, those empaths that do that, have the ability to shut off their energy in that whole energy mixture with the two people that they just focus on the other person's energy. Maybe. A lot of the stuff I read said that empaths are more comfortable giving sexually than receiving sexually.
1: Oh sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think it's just varying you know everybody's a little bit different like the violence doesn't bother you but it really bothers me. The sex doesn't bother me but you know I think it's just everybody has those little differences in these traits you know just like anything totally agree yeah
0: number 11 empaths are hypersensitive whether it's lights or sounds or smells it can distract us to the point of irritability empaths are often easily startled by the slightest sound and we can hear things and smell things that other people can't 100 yeah that's totally me too because so many people come up to me at work you know, I'm, I'm doing something on my machine, come up behind me and say, hey. And it always scares the crap out of me. And everybody is like, why are you so jumpy? Yeah. And I've always been like that.
1: Yeah, I kind of am too. For me, it's more the sensory stuff though. And this could be related to the fact that I get migraines. But smells, sounds, stuff like that really, really affects me big time. And yep. I do, I do feel like I have like a really strong sense of smell. And I have a really strong... Uh, ability to hear, too. My parents yeah. used to joke that I have bionic ears because I could hear them whispering <laughs> about stuff that I wasn't supposed to hear. See, them I don't have that. About. The
0: smells I totally agree with because a lot of times I'll be like, what is that? It smells like something's burning and mm-hmm. people are like, I don't smell anything. I've smelled that over the years. Yeah. So that's interesting. Number 12. Empaths have an innate desire to help and heal and if someone is hurt physically or emotionally, we tend to them no matter what they have done to us in the past. Hurting someone can physically affect us to the point where we lose sleep or are sick because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that we kind of talked about that. that yeah, yeah, I can't hurt somebody. I mean, if I pass a stranger on the street and think I hurt them, that can literally keep me awake at night. Oh,
1: I know, so like, <laughs> like a weird sucks. chance <laughs> encounter where maybe you looked at someone the wrong way or were yeah. rude and you didn't mean to be. Yeah, yeah that stuff, yep. Yeah, you replay it over and over and what... I should have done this differently. It's so weird. And they probably never thought about it again.
0: No, I know. But then we're up at night worrying about it and they're, they don't even remember it. That's
1: like somebody makes a gesture to me on the road that will affect me for the rest of my drive because I'm like, what did I do? Like, how could I, it's so weird. I think that we just carry that stuff with us, you know, with us much longer than anybody else would. Most people would just be like, laugh it off and it wouldn't cross their minds again. Yeah. You know, Not a me. lot of my
0: friends ask me why I worry so much about what other people think. You know, and I just do. I don't wanna. I don't wanna feel like I piss somebody off. Mm-hmm. It just bothers me. Yeah. Trait number thirteen: Empaths often find themselves having addictive personalities, turning to drugs or alcohol to block out the emotions of others.
1: I feel like drugs and alcohol for me enhance that. Really? Yeah. So I am actually, for the most part, I, I don't really drink. I don't, you know. No,
0: I don't either. I feel like I... I have food. I mean, if I have anything, my addic- my addictive personality thing is food. Yeah, me too. Because I love food. I'm already thinking about lunch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but for me, anything that... Um, makes me feel for even a second like I don't have total control. I don't like that at all. And uh, drugs and alcohol are that I trust me in my younger years I experimented. I did all kinds of fun stuff. But that I just had a totally different mindset then. I find that as I get older that stuff really affects me much more than it used to, and so I just stay away from it because I think it enhances everything rather than... That's
0: interesting. I never thought of that.
1: Yeah. To me, it's not something that blocks it out or numbs it me or any... No, I become way more aware and, I think, uh, susceptible to that sort of thing.
0: Hmm. Trait number 14, this is me. Empaths often have a very low tolerance for pain. The slightest pain can cause (laughs) great distress. Yeah. I am a puss. I am too. Uh, my, when I, last time I went to the dentist, the dentist didn't actually say it, but basically insinuated that, that I a am baby. a puss. Yeah.
1: I am the same way at the dentist, but I think I just have sensitive... I mean, I am I have very good... I take really good care of my teeth because of you the pain that the, I have at yeah. the dentist. Yes. Because I just have really sensitive teeth. But I, I think I'm the same way, but I also, because I've, I've had migraines for so long, I've also learned how to live with pain. I don't get them as much as I used to, but it, it used to be the sort of thing that would have me in bed and totally yeah. debilitated. Now I can go to work with a migraine because yeah. I just know how to work through it. But certain things like, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah I'm just such a puss. Yeah. Especially Paper like working cut in a like, Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: there's guys that'll get their finger caught in the machine, bleed all over the machine and they're like, whatever. And you know, if I get one little cut, I have like three band-aids on it. I got first aid cream on it. And yep. I gotta, you know, I'm all feeling all feigned. I just have no tolerance for pain. I'm I think just...
1: it's a sensory thing, though. Like, I'm yeah. real, I have major light sensitivity, stuff like that. Like, I get cold really easily. I don't like extreme temperatures. And I think we're just physically very sensitive, too.
0: Totally agree. The last one, trait number 15, empaths often have other psychic abilities. Hmm. And I, this, I think, is kind of me because I have weird psychic things.
1: Yeah, I I would never call myself psychic, but I have certainly had things happen to me that I sort of knew about ahead yeah. of time that are one hundred percent not yeah. coincidence because they were way
0: freaked out friends to the point where they kind of shun me because I freaked them out so much with this <laughs> psychic stuff, like knowing what they were going to tell me, so knowing let's what give they were going to say.
1: Yeah, let's give some examples.
0: I think we, I don't know if we talked about this one before, but my friend I used to work with at the factory, Carly, uh, one day we were working on machines, kitty corner to each other, you know, sitting on, on our chairs, running our machine. And all of a sudden she like kicked herself away from a machine and rolled her chair over by me. And she just goes, there's this commercial that's on TV. And I said, yeah, the commercial with the couple that are driving cross country, listening to different songs. (laughs) And she just was like, how did you know that? And I said, when you were rolling over here, it popped in my head. Oh, that's so funny. And she was like totally freaked out. And my friend Miranda and I have this all the time. You know, there was one time I went up to the other plant to talk to her and she wasn't by her machine. So I turned around and started walking back down to my plant. And at that time, Miranda had come around the corner up where I had just looked and she wasn't up there. So I'm walking away, and Miranda knows that her and I have this. So she said she focused in her head yelling my name, and she said just as she did it, I turned around. Oh, that's interesting. Because I heard in my head, I heard her yelling Kurt. That's fine. And she was like, oh, my God. She said that was so weird. Yeah. But her and I do that where sometimes I'll leave something up by her and I'll be like crap I need to go up and get that and then I'll meet her halfway down she'll be be carrying the thing to me so her and I have this we always say the same thing yeah we have a connection so it's like the closer I am with somebody you know the more I have this and one of my friends I went to see the movie The Ring with her Mm. and we were walking out after and we were talking about me being able to do this so we were walking to the cars, and she goes, okay, what shape am I thinking of right now? And I said, you're thinking of a triangle. Then I said, no, wait, you're thinking of a cylinder. And she just completely freaked out because she was thinking of a pyramid. And then she all of a sudden thought of a soda can oh, instead. interesting. And she was, she, she was so you freaked out. You caught her changing her yeah, mind. Yeah, she was so <laughs> freaked out that she just kind of couldn't talk for a little while. <laughs> so, I mean, I have that stuff, but...
1: I remember you and I trying to do stuff like that yeah. years ago. yeah. And I actually suggested maybe for season two we have an episode where we kind of experiment with that sort of thing yep. because it's really intriguing to it me. It is.
0: It's, it's intriguing to me too.
1: So my experiences are less like in the moment like yours. Mine have always been um, like I, I was driving. I always seem to be driving in my car. That's weird. I think because your mind has a tendency to just sort of wander and you know be all over the place. But I, my cousin – just popped into my head I haven't seen her in years I haven't maybe I don't even remember the last time I saw her maybe probably somebody's wedding or something I don't know um I haven't talked to her my it's not people we're really close with and I remember thinking to myself it's so strange she's got to be in her 40s now how come never she's never gotten married i've never even heard of her having a boyfriend like i just started my mind started going through all these questions like i wonder if she's maybe she's a lesbian like i don't know i just was kind of turning this over in my head and the very next day my mom texted me and said oh you'll never guess who's getting married my cousin was getting married she told me the next day (laughs) i was like that's just the stuff like that happens to me a lot i was dry i'm in my car and for whatever reason, I hadn't worked at this place. I had, it was a job, a, co- a former job from like 10 years ago. And I had just left that place. And within a few months, this one coworker just popped into my head out of the blue. I wasn't close with her. I didn't know her very well. And I was thinking to myself, oh, I wonder, I wonder how she's doing. And the next day... A coworker who I still communicated with emailed me out of the blue and was like, "Yeah, she got fired." God, that's so weird. It's like just weird. It's weird yeah. stuff like that. Nothing earth shattering. Nothing, but it's like people will just pop into my head that I haven't thought of or heard from in years, and then the next day I will hear something very
0: specific about that person. Yeah, that's it, that's because, like you said, mine is almost more in the moment. Yours is yours- definitely in the moment. A lot of people that have, that are empaths, consider themselves empaths, said that they have these other abilities. So mm-hmm. it's like, does the empathic ability come with the other stuff, or does the other stuff come with the empathic thing?
1: I don't know. I think maybe my theory would be that if you're an empath, you're born that way. Yeah. And maybe you can sort of. <sighs> unconsciously develop that into other abilities because you're picking up on what other people are giving off
0: you know and i hate saying this because i hate sounding all egotistical and stuff but i have felt ever since i was a kid that there is something different about me mm-hmm. and i don't know i never knew what that was i just know i'm not normal in the sense that other people are right. normal and i yeah, think yeah, that yeah. that wears where this empath stuff
1: well and you've had a lot of weird stuff happen
0: to you too. yeah yeah but that might have been because I'm an empath, possibly that it drew to me. So I'm he, st- I'm still on the fence about whether and I'm I'm an empath. Me too. Or not.
1: I think it's because there's such a stigma around anybody calling themselves psychic in yes. any way. Yeah, and there is. I feel like empath is a little too close to the word psychic, and yeah. so I, I hate to put that kind of label on myself because I immediately am skeptical of anyone who says that they're psychic. I am and too even I don't though I have skeptical even though, of me. <laughs> yeah, even though I
0: have had stuff happen, I yeah. I'm skeptical of people that that advertise it. Yeah. You know?
1: So this is an interesting um, correlation. You and I did an investigation here at the school because we just had a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, I thought I forgot happen. to totally
0: talk about that during housekeeping. Yeah, because people probably wondered how that went last week.
1: Yeah, well, we were reviewing audio. We have some clips isolated that we're kind of tossing back and forth and deciding what it could be. Is this legitimate? Are we going to share it with you guys? Um, but we, it was kind of an intense night. We had a lot of, I don't want to say experiences. We heard a lot of
0: stuff. Sure, a lot of weird things.
1: Yeah, but it was more that we both just had a really intense vibe that night and it seemed like we'd get to a spot we'd be good and within a few minutes we'd both be like really intensely wanting to get out of that yeah, area there were two
0: areas where i felt that intensity mm-hmm.
1: so then joe and i decided to do joe from paranormal ever decided to do an investigation last night and it was a completely different experience and so it makes me wonder are you the the thing it's that's drawing I mean, if it we, out? if
0: we are both empaths maybe us being together it could be charges things that things are able to get through to us more so
1: what would be interesting is if you and joe did an investigation yeah. without me there yeah to see what kind of activity happens but joe had texted me last night before i had even gotten home and said i think i'm already hearing stuff on my audio so sometimes if you if you're in an investigation you know that you can have a place that seems super active and you walk away with no evidence or or it can be a place where it feels like nothing's happening, and you don't see anything or hear anything, and then you get like five really strong EVPs. It's, it's it, it, sometimes it just works that way. Yep. So we'll see. I haven't listened to my audio at all, but I'm curious to see what Joe caught. I am. But too. I, I, I do feel like the act, if we could call it activity ramped up when you and I. Yeah, started I feel recording. like you
0: and I together increased that. Mm-hmm. It could be. And it could be the empath thing.
1: Yeah, it could be.
0: Uh, are empaths scientifically possible? I have three different things here that I've written down. Okay. Number one, the brain and the heart do have an electromagnetic field, but it is very weak. It is possible that empaths are just far more sensitive to this field than most people are, including being sensitive to changes in the earth and the sun. Mm -hmm. And I could kind of, I kind of can see that. Mm -hmm. That, you know, if there is this field around people, that maybe empaths are just able to tune in to that more than other people.
1: Maybe that's what ours are.
0: It very well could be. That hmm. could be what an aura is. Interesting. Number two I thought was really interesting. I never knew about this, called mirror neurons. In the early 1990s, Italian researchers made an astonishing and unexpected discovery. And this makes me sad. They had implanted electrodes in the brains of several monkeys oh, to, study the like animal, <laughs> to study the animal's brain activity during different motor functions, including the clutching of food. One day, as a researcher reached for his own food, he noticed neurons began to fire in the monkey's pre-motor cortex, the same area that showed activity when the animals made a similar hand movement. How could this be happening when the monkeys were sitting still and merely watching him? During the next two decades, this discovery of mirrored neurons, which is a special class of brain cells, that fires not only when an individual performs an action, but also when the individual observes someone else make the same movement has altered the way we think about our brains and ourselves, hmm. particularly our social selves. They theorize that this might have something to do with learning, that this allows us to simulate or to repeat internally the observed action implicitly to collect our own programming of observed actions and get ready to reproduce the actions later. Hmm. I, and they think as far as like empaths, Christian Kaisers and colleagues at the Social Brain Lab have shown that people who are more empathic according to self-report questionnaires, have stronger activations in the mirror neuron system. Empaths may have hyper-responsive mirror neurons. Interesting. Yeah, that is super interesting. That maybe... It's
1: like a scientific explanation. Yeah, it is is a
0: possible scientific explanation for empaths. That we have those mirror neurons that are so hypersensitive that it's actually affecting us physically.
1: Yeah, it's a physiological reaction. Yeah.
0: I'd never heard anything about that. I just thought no. that was really interesting. No, really interesting. And the third one is mirror touch synesthesia. Okay. Synesthesia is a neurological condition in which two different senses are paired in the brain. For instance, you see colors when you hear a piece of music mm. or you taste words. I've heard about yeah, this. Yeah, I think a lot of people have I heard about this. I don't have this. this. No. Yeah,
1: this is not something I have any experience with I, but i, I have they had a list this.
0: of like people that do like i think billy joel was on there mm. i never knew he did that uh mirror touch synesthesia is when individuals experience the same sensation that another person feels for example if someone with this condition were to observe someone touching their own cheek they would feel the same exact oh, sensation on their cheek
1: that's crazy
0: uh, and when we see someone feeling happy the same neural circuits used to make them feel happy are stimulated in those person's brains and that kind of explains empathy, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, totally.
0: Yeah. So those are scientific, really fascinating scientific possibilities yeah. for this. I'm really fascinated by the mirror neurons thing.
1: Yeah, that is really that, cool. You know, when
0: the monkey saw the guy lift the food up, the same neurons fired as when the monkey lifts the food up. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. And then there's lots of new agey theories about what empaths are. Uh, this one we talked about... I believe in our last episode about the Mandela effect, uh, New Age Theory number one, uh, Earth is moving to a higher dimension. Okay. I thought it was really interesting that uh, Rick and Beth Olson on your interview said that I think basically the same thing about 2012. (laughs) Yeah. Because I said something, I feel like something happened around that time, and they said that is when we generally moved up a level. Yeah. I forgot what
1: he called it. We went from Homo Sapien to oh
0: Homo Luminus, something yes, like that, that. Yeah, which I thought was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people theorize that that's what Empaths are. Is that because we moved up? Now Empaths are kind of here to help people deal with that. Hmm. Theory number two says that Empaths are basically the next step in the evolution of mankind. Okay, which I could kind of I could kind of get behind that. And when you look up this stuff, you see a lot of stuff about what they call indigo children. Yeah. Uh, Indigo children basically started when Nancy Tapp, a teacher and counselor, studied the human aura, otherwise known as the electromagnetic field, Mm -hmm. which we just discussed. Yeah. Uh, That's the field that surrounds every living thing. She noticed that 80% of the children born after 1980 had a new deep blue colored aura. Oh, that's why they're that's, called that's indigo That's where they're children? called indigo children. Mm. Uh, they, she, she you know looked more into this and discovered that indigo children had a lot of the same traits as empaths, but they are much stronger than empaths. Yeah. You know, a lot of these I children. I mean, I
1: always thought they were psychic, not yeah. necessarily empaths. Yeah. Okay. A,
0: a lot of these so called indigo children are withdrawn and stuff and she said a lot of these indigo children are diagnosed as add and being put on medication which is dampening their ability abilities
2: yeah
0: so i mean i don't know i don't know what i think about that and and you know she said that basically the empaths are there to guide the indigo children
2: <laughs> okay. There's a
0: lot. There's a lot of like uh, they talked about, like Rick and Beth talked about too, are light workers. There's mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people that call ampaths light workers that okay. we're basically healers. That we're, we basically heal people. Hmm. It, it can just be our presence. It can be them talking to us.
1: Yeah. It's weird though because I'm sort of an unwilling participant. Like I don't want. See, that I, I I
0: want. I like the responsibility. Hmm. I like. I thought it was really interesting when I think Rick talked about the fact that somebody with road rage could basically be a sorcerer because Mm -hmm. they're directed this hatred this energy towards somebody yeah so i've seen a lot of stuff that said basically empaths are like the white pieces on this chessboard Mm. going against the black pieces the dark pieces on the the chessboard that are the people filled with hatred and stuff and that it's like this cosmic chess game wow where we're the force of good <laughs> they're the force of bad which is kind of that's daunting overwhelming yeah <laughs> but I just thought it was really interesting when he said that and I'm like yeah that's you know like light workers are there to contradict that kind of stuff to like to like press back against the evil against mm. the bad so I just thought that was really interesting
1: you know it, it's funny because I do find myself when I hear about situations of like road rage or violence or whatever, I find myself thinking of like, this is going to sound insane. It's almost like a fantasy of a recreation of the situation where there's a good ending. And oh yeah. I yeah, came, Totally. I totally came to the rescue. <laughs> I do that too. Like I'm the one who yeah. made things okay. Yeah. And I think I have this, yeah. I have this really strong desire to make things okay and to help people, but I was very, very shy as a little girl, and it took, I am even into my 20s, I was still pretty um, an introvert, and I remember my mom taking me to birthday parties, and she'd have to, like, slowly sneak out once I felt more comfortable. Otherwise, I would never let her go. I was just, I I was very shy. I know. I really worked hard to kind of get past the sort of, I don't want to say fear of people, but... I guess you can kind of look at it that way. And even in my 20s, I think I had a little bit of like agoraphobia, like I didn't want to go anywhere especially by myself. Yeah. Um and so I think that's just playing into I I don't like people coming up to me and talking to me and you're you've always been ongoing, so it's not an issue. But for I like you. it. I mean,
0: I if if this is something I have, I mean, I want what I want my existence to have meaning. So I yeah. like being able to help people, even if it's pulling their crap onto myself and weighing me down, and it so ends you know up what? it ends up having a bad effect on effect you. Effect on me. At least I helped someone.
1: So I w- I was thinking pretty um, deeply about this the other day, and I I was thinking I wonder if. If you are truly, if we are truly an empath and we absorb the emotions, can we then learn how to influence other people with our emotions? Because it's very possible. That would be much more constructive yeah. and well, less damaging if we could help people by not taking on their emotion and actually just influencing them with our emotion. That
0: would, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. I just want to do the last uh, new ag theory. Okay. Of course. What do you think it could be? The last new ag theory? What, what is always a theory? it's aliens aliens that it is that that it is is a result of alien abductions that aliens do this to us or that it is a sort of illuminati mind control that do this to us so there's gonna love that yeah these aliens are busy
1: i don't yeah wow they are multitaskers no I wonder don't...
0: why j-rod took it easy <laughs> at Area 51 he's like i ain't gonna do all that
1: <laughs> right he's feeling lazy
0: <laughs> but yeah that's that's one of the theories is that the people that are abducted by aliens have empath stuff mm, i don't like it i don't like it either
1: mostly because it's terrifying yeah. but
0: and now lastly uh th- this is the hard part is what to do what to do with this mm-hmm. and
1: I really have There's to... a
0: lot of stuff online about it, but yeah. there are a lot of people that like charge money for courses on how to deal with this and that's where barriers go up with me. I'm like, "No." I mean, totally. if, if, I mean, I understand that you need to make a living and all that, but if this is your gift, it's your calling. If this is your calling, a lot of people are really really good about this too and freely mm-hmm. help people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is like being a psychic where it's like, how do you to, how do you strengthen your psychic skills? Like, there's no one answer. Nobody knows what's right and what's not right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff about how to deal with being an empath.
1: I suppose the way you could look at it, though, a doctor has the skills and knowledge to cure somebody. Yes. They're not going to do it for free.
0: Yes. Well, they will. I mean, if they have to. I mean, I suppose... no, no doctor's going to let somebody die in front right, of
1: them. Right, I suppose. Right, right, right. But you're gonna the the person receiving the help is going to end up paying someone for that yeah that service.
0: But there's so much online about this. I've downloaded a bunch of PDFs about empathy and how to deal with it. So here, that's what I'd
1: like to learn. A, how could I yeah. if I do have this help people without having to take on their yeah. stuff? And how could I shut it off if yep.
0: I wanted to? <laughs> uh, if you're really interested in this, go online, Google this. You're gonna find literally millions of links about yeah. it and then find somebody that find a site or a person that kind of speaks to you that you kind of feel good that, you know yeah. like i i i prefer the ones like the one that said that called it a uh, ops other people shit i like mm-hmm. that because it's like a real it's a real term and it's not all and it, it's, it's all a it's new not, agey yeah. and all You know, not that I'm not against, not that I don't like new age stuff, but sometimes it can just be a little, it's too much out
1: there and not really has any scientific backing. It can just
0: be a little much, but find a little bit of science. Yeah. Find somebody that you like that speaks to you and and go from there. But Mm -hmm. here are four basic, and you're going to see this at almost all of these ones you look at, four basic ways to deal with it. Okay. Number one, and you're going to see this on almost all of them, is to visualize a barrier around you. Okay. Uh, a lot of people say a pinkish, a goldish, a white light. I've that done with the a white zipper light that you thing, zip up. That a zipper. Yeah, it has a zipper, so you can seal it. Oh. But, and this is one that a lot of people disagree with, because a lot of people say if this is your gift, you're basically shutting yourself off. It's my So choice, there's, there's people that want... My
1: body, my choice. Exactly.
0: <laughs> there's teachers that teach this stuff mm. that, you know, some of them say do this and others say don't do that because then you're shutting it off. And others say do it because you're hurting yourself by your constant bombardment from other people's feelings.
1: I've done that during investigations. Yeah. Imagine myself surrounded by a white light. See,
0: I've, I've never done that. Mm. I, I wouldn't want to. I like... Like I said, I like as much as, as it can suck. I like the empath stuff. I like helping people. I like feeling like I made a difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's that's always the the one thing you're going to see on all these is to visualize a barrier around you to not let any of this stuff in. Okay. Number two, avoid negativity. Good luck these days. Right. I mean, it is
1: hard. I mean, there are certain yeah. steps you can take. Not watching the news, being really choosy about what you expose yourself to. I mean, to.
0: sometimes you can't really... You can't really choose where you work. You can't really right. choose the people you work with. You can't choose the family you have. You're, there's mm-hmm. always going to be this. But avoid as much of it as you possibly can. Right. Uh, number, f- number three, recharge yourself alone in nature. This is a big one. Uh, uh, make an effort a couple times a week to get out by yourself in nature and just soak it in. Mm-hmm. And... Even if you're not an empath, you still do it. Cause yeah, because it's, it's, it's just good. It's very there are good. a lot
1: of studies that show that people who get outside into nature during their I lunch totally break totally believe that. Yeah, I are totally, totally recharged that. and better focused when they come back from lunch. And
0: the last one is to be. Fund- it actually
1: has a name. Forest bathing. Seriously. Yeah, it's called forest bathing. I believe. That's kind of cool. Getting out. Yeah, right. I never heard. Of that. You're kind of bathing in like the effects the nature. of nature. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Especially fall. I love being out in fall too. when the leaves are falling the from the smells. trees. The smells.
1: It's the smells of decay, but it's still an amazing But pie. I've it's had, such I, a, yeah. I was
0: out at uh, the nature center where I walk on my trail back there last winter on like a mild day. And we actually got a snowstorm when I was out there and it was just so amazingly peaceful being out there by myself and and watching the snowfall.
1: You know what though? This is maybe the effect of all the true crime podcasts I listen to, but as a woman walking in the woods alone is also a little bit, I'm hesitant to do that. Let's put it that way. I totally (laughs) totally get that. As the my favorite murder ladies would say, stay out of the woods. Like just stay out of the woods. Yeah. Nothing good happens when you're alone in the woods. I would. I don't know that I would agree with that. I grew up in northern Wisconsin. I spent a lot of time outdoors, but
0: we'll get into this when we do the uh, my favorite murder podcast. But I don't like. I mean, I, I I get it, but I don't like that they're instructing you not to trust anybody. Yeah, that bothers me. But I'm also not a female, so right. I I. I Don't I feel like a jerk saying saying that? Don't you can always trust people when you can.
1: So Jeff from Paranormal Palaver, we did an episode of Friday Nights with Jeff and Joe. I was the guest because Joe was out of town. It's another old school media podcast. and we talked about that. He's like, I have no concept of what it's like. No. And I said, you you have no idea how hyper aware I am of my surroundings at all times, especially when I'm alone, going yeah. to my car, coming from my car. I, I'm always paying attention to who's around me, what's around me. I always know where the exits are. Like, I don't know. It's just no, I, as I, a woman, I, you're much more vulnerable and a more um, popular target. I can't
0: remember if you and I talked about this at all. Even in person or on a podcast, but I had a stalking issue back in the day where I had somebody kind of stalking me, mm-hmm. and yeah, I a learned a lot right? from that. Where yeah. after it was done, the sound of a ringing phone would literally yeah, I remember this. give me a fear reaction for yeah. months after it. So part of me can kind of understand what it's like, mm-hmm. but I just you know can't understand the whole thing. So I, it just bothers me that it's it's saying don't trust people, but there's a good reason why yeah they say that true you know. So anyway, and the last one on the how to deal with it list is be very familiar with your own mind because mm-hmm. you are going to be experiencing emotions that you don't know why all of a sudden you're mad or all of a sudden you're sad. Mm-hmm. And How to, you, differentiate, how between how to differ, what's yours. differentiate between what's yours and what you pull in from somebody else or what somebody else drops onto you. Mm. So learn to be familiar with your own mind. Learn to be familiar with your own emotions mm. and then you'll understand better what you can kick out and what you can't. That's
1: a good suggestion. I've never thought of that.
0: Yeah. But I I mean I'm I don't know. I I
1: I've often had thoughts like why did that thought just pop yeah. into my head? Why, you know, that's interesting. I've never I think that
0: I'm very very familiar with my own mind and and why I do the things I do and why I feel the way I do, but then sometimes I realize that I don't know why. Yeah. So maybe that is somebody You're else dropping their else crap up. on top of me.
1: You and I are alike in that we both like our routines. Yeah. Oh, very much. <laughs> I'm Oh my gosh, I'm such a routine person. So, so are my... you. Yeah. And I think that that's actually a good thing yeah. when it comes to this because yep. then you can recognize things that are out of the ordinary.
0: Uh. Hmm. So that's that. Yeah. There were there were some other traits that I didn't write down. Like they say that uh, empaths dislike clutter. And if anybody's ever seen oh, my yeah. apartment, they would know that that's not true with me. Oh, and But I'm... that gets me to wondering, would I feel a hundred times better if I clean my apartment? Probably. I probably would.
1: Because I can't handle clutter. No, it they, is they like said, it's em- chaos Yeah, to
0: empaths me. hate clutter. Yeah. Uh, another one I read said that empaths are... And this one totally fits me, so I don't know why I didn't write it down. That empaths are unable to be somebody that they're not or to 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 appear different to different people i think i brought this up once say that
1: again what do you mean that empaths
0: uh look an example Uh, i don't remember if i talked about this either but like 10 15 years ago uh my friend erica and i we were at my apartment we were drinking and playing crash bandicoot and we were pretty drunk Mm -hmm. and out of the blue she just said do you know what i really love about you And I said, what? And she said, I love the fact that I've known you for so long and you are always you. You're not, you're not, I've seen you with family members. I've seen you with people you just met. I've seen you with people you've known your whole life. She said, you don't. You, I think her exact phrasing was, you don't put on masks for different people. You're just you, and, and you're never anybody else. And she said, I love that about you. So that kind of is what this is about, is that, and I think that's the same with you. I think that yeah. you're, I've seen you with people you don't know, and I've seen you with people you're familiar with, and I think you're very much you all the time.
1: I think we're genuine Yeah, that's a, that's
0: a genuine yeah. genuine person. And I, I, one of the things I read said empaths are that kind of person, that mm-hmm. they're always the same. Mm-hmm. And there were just a bunch of other ones. it
1: seems exhausting, Being trying acting yeah. differently around yeah. different people. Like, why Why put that much effort into? I'm exhausted into... just being me. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> but if, if you are really interested in this, Google this stuff. There is so much about this stuff online, and it's just fascinating to mm-hmm. me. And I, I really believe this. I still don't know if I am one. I think I am. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. Know, I mean, I fit so many of these things. The, th- the sex thing is what's really interesting to me yeah, because yeah, it's uh, really specific. You know, like everybody that meets me is just like fascinated by that. They're like, "How do you not?" <laughs> yeah. uh, I I
1: think it would be cool if people who listen to this, who've known us for a long time, I think you probably have more people listening than, I don't know if any of my friends listen to this, to be honest, but I would be interested to know if people who've known us for a long time hear these traits and say, yeah, 100%, you guys are empaths. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely get get back to us at at judging ourselves. Yeah, right. I think we need to- Get back and let us know. I mean, get back to us, let us know what you think. Are are Krista and I empaths? Are you an empath? Yeah. I have friends, I can think of at least like two or three right now in my head that I think our empaths that probably listen to this.
1: I believe Beth from our Beth Olson from our interview on Paranormal Palaver, I believe she's an empath. Yeah. That conversation yep. happened after I left for yeah. the day, so it would be interesting to have someone with a lot of experience. Well, you said you want to have them. Talk. I want
0: you guys to have them back on because I thought oh, they we were will. phenomenal guests. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of want that to come up in the next one. Is the empath stuff? I'd yeah. like you to ask her about that. Yeah, we you can know, have her on I, this show. I really want to look into this stuff, but then I run into the same thing that I do with that's like working on enhancing my psychic abilities where like a part of me freaks out and doesn't want to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a part of me doesn't believe it anyway. Yeah, a part it's of me so, doesn't believe it. And then strange. the part of me that does
0: believe it doesn't want to do it because it freaks me out a little bit. It's a strange contradiction. You know, like like when Barry first told me that I was an empath, I looked into it and then I pushed it aside because I didn't want to really deal with it. But mm-hmm. now the more I've been researching it, the more I kind of would like to... To work on this,
1: well, yeah, because it's an it, it's fascinating and intriguing to think of what you could do with it. Yeah, but it's also sort of comforting to sort of have maybe an answer to all the weird yeah. things you've experienced. And
0: yeah, like I said, I loved it when Miranda said, "Now I totally understand why you are the way you are." I mean, mm-hmm. that that made me feel good because yeah. I don't know why the hell I am the way I am because I do some goofy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we so, all do. Yeah, we're
1: all totally weird. And- that's okay though. We are. Who wants to be normal?
0: Exactly. Normal's lame. It's overrated. So, v- listeners, strangers, what do you think of empaths? Get back to us. Uh, you could talk to us on our strangers page. We had a lot of people sign up for it this week. Thank you I guys so to, much.
1: Um, also, just real quick, um, Amy Rushman said thanks for the ad. Yay! <laughs> so thank welcome, you, Amy. Welcome to the strangers. Um, yeah. Send us your stories for episode fifteen. We yep. really want to hear. Get from back you to us on this
0: empath stuff. I'm really fascinated. With it, and I want to hear what you guys think of it. Is it a a bunch of hooey? Yeah. I mean, do you think it's valid? Do you think it exists?
1: Or is it just, I don't know? Or, or is just it just sensitive? People I like me know.
0: being oversensitive that cry at stupid commercials. Could be. Could be. Could be. Just let us know. Get back to us. Uh, send us your submissions for our fifteenth episode. We will be back in two weeks. I think our episode topic is going to be the Grinning Man because it's going to be like right around Halloween. So that's kind of a good scary one. Yeah,
1: that is a good one. And
0: I was thinking, you know, if the Grinning Man could get together with the Hat Man, (laughs) the Bye Bye Man, they would have like a badass creepy gang.
1: Right. It'd be like Reservoir Dogs.
0: Yeah, just really scary. Yeah. So Very get cool. back to us. Let us know what you think of the empath stuff.
1: Yeah, and feel free to rate us on Facebook. Yes. Like us. Um, we. I don't know how iTunes works, but I think if you rate people on iTunes, it pushes them further up in searches and stuff Ever like that. Ever since the More Murray so. episode,
0: I'm afraid to look at our <laughs> iTunes rating because people are going to...
1: Well, I don't know. I I feel like at least we're getting out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hopefully people will give us a second listen. If, that, if the Maura Murray episode is the first one they listen to, hopefully they're, you know liked us enough to listen to another episode because I, I feel like so don't
0: hate us we're yeah. empaths we take that hard right man so <laughs> get back to us let us know what you think and until next time stay, stay strange, strange.